Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. The rain has washed our great city of Los Angeles clean, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. All the scum is in the gutters now, where it belongs. <laughs> are we are we making a neo noir? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Oh, great. I was trying to think of something specific from Watchmen, but uh, couldn't 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 pull an exact quote. Quick question. Yes. Can I be a femme fatale? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, you're leggy. Do I have to shave? You're, huh? <laughs> do I have to shave? No. I mean, I basically what I want to do with this neo noir uh-huh. is really open up the idea. Of what we consider to be a femme fatale. So, thank you. If uh, the femme fatale would like to have hairy gams, mm-hmm. as long as she's got gams, I ain't, right. compl- I ain't complaining. I got, I got like forty inches of gams. I don't know. <laughs> sure, gams for days. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I got at least a fortnight's worth of gams. Sure, um, that's a popular video game. Sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think that if, you know, if however you want, however you interpret femme fatale is okay with me. I mean, who am I to say, you know, what what a femme fatale should look like? Could it be set in a near future? Like, remember when the guy from Vampire Weekend made a <laughs> Netflix show that was set in... In Nokia, <laughs> no, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. that sounds like what television is these days. <laughs> yeah, it was that sure does. Neo Nokia, yeah, Nyok- a gnocchi is like a potato pasta, right? And <laughs> so this is a cartoon set on the, a piece of pasta made by the guy from Vampire Neo Weekend. Neo Nokia, all right, Neo. What, what are we talking about now? <laughs> so, do you the want guy it to from be Vampire Weekend? I don't do you remember want your, which Vampire do you want Weekend your guy it was. Femme Fatale. Yeah, I think it was the uh, little pale guy in the sweater. Got it. <laughs> Who you know, even though you like his music, you kind of want to push him down. Got it. Cup of cup of we kind of want a cup of fart and throw it in his face, <laughs> even though you like those songs. Man, can I tell you? You still Jordan? feel like you want to just cup a fart and toss it right in his little face. <laughs> I made fun of go, our... go tell everybody in the Hamptons about that. Our friend, Trip. our friend, your name Trip. It probably is our friend Scott Simpson yes. from uh, Legacy Podcast. You look nice today. Mm-hmm. Well, probably in the Legacy Podcast Hall of Fame. Sure, Scott Simpson. I once got into his car and he was listening to Vampire Weekend. This was just when Vampire Weekend was breaking across mm-hmm. the blog. Sure, world. and I said, "Wow, Scott, really? Mm-hmm. Vampire Weekend?" And uh, like a year later, my wife started listening to Vampire Weekend around the house. And I was like, uh-oh, I really like Vampire <laughs> Weekend. Sure, yeah. And I basically felt bad about picking on Scott Simpson <laughs> for his dad, Indie Rock, ever since. Have you issued an apology? I should, I should text him right now. Okay. I'm going to text <laughs> That's Scott That's good Simpson. to do. What you do. Do you want to introduce our guests? I'll Scott? introduce our guests. Okay. Um, they are two of the hosts of one of Max Fun's newest podcasts. Have you guys said that yet? Oh, we've informed our listeners, yes. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I briefly scan the Max Fun mass, mass emails, and sometimes I don't know what's official and what's oh, not. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you guys are the two hosts right. of the Jackie and Lori comedy program. Right. I'm Jackie. Mm-hmm. I'm Lori. And you <laughs> host a show. Right. The specific name of which is is escaping me now. What is the name? How does it go? The Jackie and Lori show? The Lori and Jackie show. Sorry. 
No, we we decided that Jackie has a nice hard. It has that axe has sound, the K. The K. Mm-hmm. And Lori is sort of a yeah. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I said none of that. Just you know, that, uh... it's my chief complaint about my name. So <laughs> I thought it sounded better, Jackie and Lori, instead Just of Lori and Jackie. Quick update. Uh, I texted Scott. Sorry, okay. I made fun of you for listening to Vampire Weekend once. I now like them too. Am on air right now. Can't talk. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Very that professional. 2011. He'll Is that when that? Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, both unprofessional 2000... and professional. I think yeah. it might have been 2008, 2007. <laughs> yeah. When did Vampire Weekend come out? It was a long time ago. It, yeah, feels like forever. I think they were the last. The last rock music, actually. Yeah. The last rock I music to come correct. out. <laughs> I think that's correct. Well, I mean, there's ironic Weezer covers now. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, that's about, that's all that's left and, of rock yeah, music. Yeah, fake I Led, think. Led Zeppelins, I guess, as well. You did, wait, did Weezer do its own cover? Like, what? I, I, I Weezer has been that... doing ironic covers lately. Yeah, okay, right, that's right. That's right. their new thing. Weezer, right. oh, you got to hand it to Weezer. I don't think you have to. Why would you have? Why would? What, in what circumstance would you have to hand it to Weezer? This is the circumstance. Okay, given how long they have been functionally irrelevant, right? Sure. Which is now? I mean, their last Decades? like hit. Yeah, yeah. Their last like hit songs was where we were still in college. That was after they. We were in high school when mm-hmm. Weezer hit their peak. Sure. I've, we might have even been in middle school when the first record The 20th came out. century? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They and were the sweater song, right? Yes. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And then I think those like uh, Island in the Sun and stuff, mm-hmm. that was when we were in college. So that would have, must have been at <laughs> their least 15 years Their kids are in ago. college right now. That's how. Yeah. yeah. So but, good for them that they're still working. But they're still like young people interested in them, I think. I think that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I I was I was amazed uh, recently. By recently, I mean, uh, you know, three years ago or something. <laughs> yeah. When I drove by the Hollywood Palladium, uh, which is a concert venue, uh, and noticed that Green Day was playing, I also uh, was. I'm like, oh, you didn't know about this? That's interesting about myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I kind of slowed down to per- peruse the line just because, you know, that was one. Green Day were, were, you know, some of my, was one of my key interests as a child. Okay. Uh, or as a, you know. A teen. A as teen. an adolescent. Yes, as an 11, 12, 13-ish older, old person. Uh, and I slowed to look at the line. Felt a little bit like a creep. Don't like that I did it. But I was curious. And it was a lot of young people. I think some of those <laughs> bands, a lot of teens, a lot of scrappy teens, probably had clove cigarettes in their purses and pockets. Uh, was this pre vape? I oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Can I bet you, you know what? You're clove, right. I bet they were vaping. Can you they get, were probably vaping. Can you get clove vape juice? Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be. I actually just went to my first old person concert, hmm. and I think this is going to be. But you my also new saw lifestyle. Green Day. Yeah, I saw. Green Day. <laughs> I had not. I had not been to a concert uh, in probably four years or five mm-hmm. years. I don't. I can't even remember what the last time I had been to. You a went show to was. live music. Yeah, at okay. some at some point, I went. I remember going to uh, jazz singer Jose James's show. Getting there, figuring out there were no chairs, uh, sticking around for two or three <laughs> songs because I really love jazz singer Jose James. And then my wife being like, Jesse, I'm pregnant and I'm 34 years old. We need to leave. (laughs) 
Uh, Wait, they they expected people to stand through a jazz concert? Yes. That's astonishing. It was incredible. I was blown away. I had gone specifically because I had anticipated there would be chairs. And oh, walkers. Yeah. And yeah. But yeah. this time around, you know that? <laughs> they just pass you out a walker yeah. at the door. Oh, you're a fan of jazz. Here's, here's, your, a, yeah. here's a cane. But you know, <laughs> you know how like the whole live concert industry is sustained by elderly rock stars who have slightly less elderly fans who have enough money to buy $200 tickets to see them. That's I mean, that's the model Jackie and I are both going for. Right. Age of comedy. <laughs> right, but there will always be seating. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Always, yeah. always. Guarantee. So, I, how are we supposed to mosh? I had never, I had never been okay. to, I, I had never been to one of those concerts. Yeah. And uh, I found out Van Morrison was coming to town. Mm -hmm. I love Van Morrison. And I said, am I old enough that I would be willing to spend three figures to go see Van Morrison? And I was like, well, it's three figures anytime I leave the fucking house because I have to hire a babysitter. So it's about the same either way. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I went ahead and bought Van Morrison tickets. Old people have fucking concert going figured the fuck out. Hollywood Bowl? It was at, at the Wiltern Theater. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's seating there. That's oh, lovely. That's lovely. Very nice seating. Yes. Relatively intimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, just me and a bunch of genuine old people. Hmm. I'm talking about four real... I saw Elvis Costello down in Long Beach at something very similar. Mm-hmm. We were the young mm-hmm. people there. Yes. Uh, we are, we <laughs> were not great. People were shaking their fists <laughs> at you. Stop running. We're like, and no, <laughs> I love the idea. But uh, there was an encore, but just one and almost immediately. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like it's perfect it was... for Elvis and his audience. <laughs> it like, was. Everyone wins. Yeah. Elvis had an arc and then uh, he knew that there was going to be an encore and he, there was a button on the arc right there. It was all done. Yeah. There was there nothing, was a, nothing there was, to prove. There was a man whose job it was to keep things on track. I believe it was probably the music director. He's one of these guys <laughs> who's playing a keyboard with one hand and playing a trumpet with the other hand. <laughs> wow. Um, very serious guy, definitely in charge of a crack band. And uh, there was just a part where the show ended. Um, and it was like, well, I wonder if there's going to be an encore. And then that guy who was still on stage, just said Van Morrison a bunch of times into the microphone until people applauded enough that they could credibly bring him back out on stage. <laughs> it was just a guaranteed, we're going to force this thing. Right, no matter right. what, Gloria is how we close the show. <laughs> yep. uh, it's, is live concerting something you guys did a lot of as kids, and is it something you still do? You mean going to see music? Yes. No. That's what I call live concerting. <laughs> yeah. Oh concerting. I, I couldn't wait to hear the answer to that, by the way, Laurie. No and no. Like not, not even when you were a kid? No. Uh-uh. I, <laughs> I, I, I went I to didn't. old people. I went to see old people concerts when I was a kid. I remember the first old people concert I went to. I was delighted that there was chairs. I was easily 19 years old. I, uh, I went and saw Taj Mahal. You oh, familiar yeah. with Taj Mahal? Yeah. Yeah. You're old person. I, I, yeah. What is Taj Mahal? Would you see him? The Fillmore West? <laughs> it's a, the guy's like a jug band. It's like, okay. I mean, literally, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of... I, I don't even know what you'd call it, but I do love I love his music. It's kind of um, Cajun-y. D- d- yeah, roots um, blues. Yeah, yeah r- bluesy. Yeah, and it was lovely. Uh-huh. And uh, there was seating. And, uh, and I was 
easily the youngest person there. But I had been dragged there by a friend of mine who loved like Harry Chapin. And and I mean, this is in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. He was dead by then. <laughs> I went, I saw, it was uh, in Berkeley at the Greek, mm-hmm. um, the Pretenders, and Bow Wow Wow opened for them. Didn't you, you just go and see Chrissy Hind? Yeah, those are the only two concerts I've seen, and they're thirty-five years apart. <laughs> <laughs> She's good. Let me tell you. Sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, the point I was going to make about driving by Green Day and noticing the young people—I think that maybe some of the alternative rock bands of our youth uh, have done a good job of just adjusting a little bit to whatever a like whatever a shitty teen is into. And I think that, yeah, and I think that, like, they, they know how to, you know, Weezer, maybe they'll add a little bit of drum machine type stuff so a teen can be into it. And Weezer or Greendale, they'll do a little more eyeliner so that a modern teen can conceivably be into it. I think they're just adjusting their thermostats, their rock thermostats there's, there's slightly. There's nothing super different in music that I can tell, but I also don't listen to a lot of dance music, which I think is where a lot of innovation is happening. Perhaps. That is what I've been told. Mm-hmm. You uh, look relieved that you said that sentence. Like, <laughs> I, I, I said it and it's okay, but really right? it's hard to say. Right. It was, I, we should explain for our audience at home who can't see Jackie, she read that sentence off a three by five card. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a teleprompter. Uh, a person is also in this tiny box. But it's only for music conversations. Otherwise you're off the cuff. It's a, it's a great drinking game is whenever bands do come up because I don't know who anyone is. I think that might be because, and I'm an old person, so I'm just floating a theory here. I don't have a three-by-five card uh, to keep me safe. But I think that might be because if you're a young white guy mm-hmm. who wants to get into the music game these days, uh, you get a bunch of face tattoos and become the kind of rapper I don't understand what's good about. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Adam Levine-ish, you mean? Mm, he doesn't have a I face think, tattoo. Yeah, though. I think you get the Adam Levine tattoos. Right. Uh, although apply some to the face. Right. And then you abuse prescription cold medicine. Yeah, and Ooh. Xanax. And Xanax. Wait, no. who is this we're talking about? Uh, these are the America's wanna... top uh, contemporary rappers are these white guys with face tattoos. Who are they, though? Who do a lot of Xanax. Who? Write down their names. Like a post Malone. Welcome to the Macklemore? Post Malone, post, post Malone is, oh. a, is a, like a, the... Is like the light R and B version mm-hmm. of this, but he does travel in okay. hip hop circles. Yeah. Uh, I guess Bossup um, really destroyed him with a headline tonight. Not to oh wait. wow, yeah. <laughs> I think they called him a human poot machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I saw he that does, being passed around. A he lot. does look a little bit like half man, half like discarded brown paper lunch bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Laura, you have a you have a twelve year old. I do. Yeah, coming up on. Teenhood, sure. What, uh, what is what is that particular teen like, music wise? He, um, you know, I guess he likes um, electronic music that is tied to video games that he likes to watch. So he's not listening okay. to music music. Like he'll put on stuff that is Fortnite adjacent okay. on YouTube and right. listen to it, but watch the video. <laughs> okay, I, his music. Listening experiences. I mean, but kids, it's just not like ours growing up with its radio or anything like that. It's 
They watch videos. They watch they watch music. You should introduce mm-hmm. them to that last song in the video game Portal that Jonathan Colton does. Then that might get them into some more music. Is this a some joke I don't understand? No, I don't that was, I think it's a legitimate I, I think that was entirely sincere, right? Yeah, okay. No, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's hard <laughs> to tell with this one. She's always trying to trick me into doing something terrible. You're making fun of me. I'd like to trick you into actually <laughs> expanding up uh, the video game musical knowledge. Mm-hmm. You, he could also, you know, who else does that? I think it's uh, is it Brent Weinbach? Yeah. Who writes eight? Who has an eight-bit music podcast? The brilliant, the genuinely brilliant comedian, Mr. Brent Weinberg. Oh yes, yes. Friend of a friend of this program and a and a friend of the art of comedy. Uh, and the has people. a from what I understand a very serious podcast about old video games. I've been on it a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> of have you? Yes. Oh, that's all. Awesome. Uh, you will not discuss the you know theme to Super Mario, which you know I'm. You know, d- d- uh, despite how many video games you played, everybody could probably hum a few notes of that. Yeah, swing your arms from side to side. <laughs> yes, that's the, specifically the Super Mario Brothers Super Show <laughs> theme. Uh, but you will discuss a Mahjong Game Boy game that was not released in the United States. <laughs> it is deep cut. Is, and Brent yeah. is also – what's amazing about Brent Weinbach – there are many, many, many mm-hmm. amazing things about the great Brent Weinbach. But one of the amazing things about Brent Weinbach is before he was a comic full-time, mm-hmm. he was a professional pianist. And he was one of those piano wow. players who plays the piano in Nordstrom's. Oh, cool. A lot of people don't That's know this. Dream. Before that, MMA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At Nordstrom's. At Nordstrom's. <laughs> yeah, one of those That's amazing. MMA. Look at so, these performance fabrics. The podcast that yes. he does, how many listeners does it have? Uh, good question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I said that on purpose. Uh, but I bet, whoever, I, bet the, I bet the I bet the people who do listen yeah. fucking love it. Oh, I they're bet intense. they're all about it. Yes. I often think... I think back to Jordan and my salad days uh, on the airwaves of KZSC, the heavyweight 88 in Santa Cruz, California. Right. And I think of our many colleagues at that station uh, from old hippies that lived in the woods to dogs wearing bandanas to (laughs) fellow uh, lonely teens. And I often think of this guy who hosted an all soundtrack music show. So, like, one of the things about a college radio station, at least our college, some some have, like, formats, like commercial radio stations do. But many, it's like we want to have as much diversity as possible. So you have to really pick a lane to get a show. And I think he was not the kind of guy who had picked this lane in order to get a show. I think he was really passionate about movie music. And his show was called Fistful of Soundtracks. His name was Jimmy. And every five years or so, and I just did this this past week, I'll Google Fistful of Soundtracks and uh, see if he's still doing it. He's still doing it. He made the transition from college radio to broadcast.com in Web 1.0. Then more recently, he's made the transition to Mixcloud. Uh, So if anybody wants to join the 64 people who have listened to some of his uh, mixes of movie soundtrack music on Mixcloud... I recommend it if that's your interest. Yeah, I mean, Hollywood's sh- Hollywood's dumping out 
great new tunes every year, aren't they? <laughs> sure. <laughs> dump them out. Like dump them out. About those now, that was fun making. Right? Now, he was definitely making fun of something there. He was. I did. I did. I'm just so grateful that we're focusing on music on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. As, uh, a non-listener of it. <laughs> so who's been to two concerts? <laughs> two uh, life concerts. Uh, no, I'll say Alexa, play jazz, and I'll enjoy what comes up, but I'm not like, oh, who is that I've got to hunt them down. Is yeah. that sort of... what you tell your Alexa to play? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Do you she... find it relaxing? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. My mm-hmm. wife, so I've I've in my in my uh dotage, I have become something of a jazz bow. And <laughs> Jesse, you're like 29 and you act like you're 84. <laughs> I know. Um, Hug your you... twilight years. Tell us more. <laughs> sure. Uh, I know. Let's Are you clear. ready for your mush? I'm. I'm. Th- <laughs> Do you want me to get your nurse? I'm 37 and I act like I'm 92. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, but my it makes my wife nervous. I can't listen to it around the house because it's unpredictable. Alexa? That's the... No, jazz. Oh, jazz. jazz. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Alexa, but Alexa, also... Alexa will throw you a curveball. <laughs> that was what Alexa might do. Yeah. I don't like jazz. You sure. know what I like? I like marching band music because it does not... It is always predictable. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. I like big band. I like marching band. You would think I would like jazz, but there's too much There's too much bullshit going on. I don't where, want any part of that. Jackie, why are you doing a Sousa show already? <laughs> All Sousa. Uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to The Dork Forest, <laughs> but it is possible. <laughs> oh, a lot of Sousa. There were, is some marching band. Were uh, either talk. of you were either of you uh, musicians in school? Yeah, she was swimming. I was playing a thousand instruments. That doesn't answer his question. Were you a musician in high school? No, I wasn't a musician in high school. Yeah. But I wouldn't say I was a swim. I, that doesn't. Yeah. Oh no, I think it's mutually exclusive. Enormously yes. mutually exclusive. Hey, no, but I do make my son take piano classes. That's right, and. Uh, uh, and I was gonna learn with him, and I did for a little bit, and then I'm like, I'm done. I've You're learned. like, I'm. I've modeled. A I know where the C chord is. I've modeled persistence <laughs> long enough. Yes, I am out of here. I have. <laughs> That's all I had to do. And uh, so yeah, yeah. So there is some music in our house. But. Uh, speaking of high school activities, uh, Lori and I go to the same pool. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't you don't swim as part of the team. I'm not program. on the team. Yeah. Right now I swim between eight and nine before after I drop my kid off and before I have to be at work. So I squeeze try to try to bang out like twenty eight hundred meters if sure. possible. Sometimes it's twenty six if uh, my kid takes too long to leave the house. Lori, would you say that you're a lone wolf? Yes. <laughs> You know, wolves, those animals known for their swimming. Okay. Would you say you're a lone elephant? There, thank you. Yes. They're Much surprisingly good at swimming. Yeah. But you were telling me you got a, a dolphin thing. A mermaid a mermaid like no. apparatus. Recently. I had to describe it to you that way. Yes. Because your brain exploded. But it it's sure did. a monofin. Uh-huh. And it's uh it's it looks like a mermaid tail, kind of. Mm-hmm. And uh use it to dolphin kick underwater. Um and it's a lot of fun. Uh, and it's all it also kills your lungs and it kills your legs because if you go underwater for you know 25 meters without taking a breath and you're you're using this fin you're using all your big muscles and your lungs so it's really good for your body we had a core too i would imagine yeah Mm -hmm. we had a judge john hodgman listener recently whose sister or Mm sister-in-law maybe it was uh was obsessed with something called mermaiding 
Mm-hmm. Is that something that we've goes talked on about at that? Your on, we've talked pool? about this on this show no. as well. Uh, but no, I think no. there is a like a mermaid subculture that is maybe linked to or similar to furries. People who think it's who, a cosplay kind of thing. Yeah, I would have linked it to rockabilly people. Oh, mermaiding? Oh, I, yeah. I don't. Oh, interesting. I wonder what that if that Venn diagram overlaps. I would it have might. thought it would be something for like people with atomic home interiors. Mm. <laughs> you know interesting. I mean? maybe, yes. key, maybe tiki enthusiasts. Palm Springs. Yeah. Sure. That's yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I guess I would. I was. I was. I thought it was maybe a little closer to Comic Con than that. I mean, ah. not that there's no overlap there as well. well there's but a big I, tiki Comic Con overlap. I think. Yeah, right? I, I think you're right. But yeah, mm-hmm. I was thinking it was a little. Clo- you know, I was thinking it was a little closer to Ren Fair. Hmm. than it was Jackie, you host the Dork Forest. Yes. How many mermaid dorks have been on your show? <laughs> I've had some maritime dorks on. Uh, really? Some, some good work. A woman went and s- she saw Pirates of the Caribbean, and she went on to get her PhD in maritime history because of Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I almost fell in love during that hour. Wow. I, was, yeah. I was like, Not... you are the greatest human being I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Not, for example, Master and Commander. A movie that nope. is actually pretty exactly. good. And... Pirates of the the first one. With Johnny Depp? Yes. I the mean, first wow. one. Better the first one than like the third one. True, but like I think she she's said, seen I went to see Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> Dead Man's Chest or whatever, and they were like. Wow, the fact that you know the name of I only saw the first one. <laughs> but when she told me that, I was like, what's happening? And uh, But that is that is the definition of the dork forest. Someone tells me whatever they like, and then I say the words, what's happening? Uh, <laughs> with your life. Because it is an amazing, like I just talked to this woman who her whole family has those metal detector things. Oh. Oh, yeah. To find treasure, hmm. and uh, she's uh, yeah. She have th- they found? What have they found? Well, anything surprising? They they got it because uh, her husband's grandmother buried all of the silver and gold all over her yard. Oh, oh and wow. so and when she died, and she walled bars of silver was, and gold into the walls. Was, did they live in Nazi Germany? Uh, they lived in Denver or, oh, sure, or Idaho course. or some right. damn. Yeah. I mean, right. like some yeah. sort of that rural. Makes sense. Denver yeah. makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's uh, yeah. someone was telling me that Denver's the 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 perfect destination for white flight. Did you guys hear about this? No. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's I a, hear it's where you go. You go to the airport when the shit goes down. Isn't the didn't the Illuminati yeah. build a bunker underneath the Denver oh, Airport? Yeah, according oh, right. to people Somebody. who talk about that, well, right. then so you guys recently. should be you guys should be instead of aligned with Delta, uh, aligned with United because their Delta's uh, that's their hub. Oh, I have no hub. airport allegiance. Oh, okay, no, and air and airline allegiance. Yeah, you, you guys, you guys airline? are doomed if you're if you're Deltas. I like to fly JetBlue when mm-hmm. I can. Mm. Mm. Are you pandering? <laughs> <laughs> because know. that's her favorite. That's Lori Kilmartin's favorite airline well, is JetBlue. Burbank to JFK. Oh, all the way. Dude. Burbank to JFK Dude. all night, all oh day. My God. Friday I, night, come back t- on Sunday afternoon. You were in New York yeah. for a fucking day to, and a half. I went to New York, Jordan, on a bargain carrier that still has enough leg room for me. That yeah. sounds amazing. Yes, it I is didn't amazing. have to go to LA. Jordan, you're very nice. No, huh? I'm, I'm asleep over here. What's happening? Sorry, we're not talking about maritime. <laughs> That's when she came alive. Let me ask you this: Do they still have those blue chips? Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, but, but I'm, chips are... I'm uh, all in on Cheez-Its. Okay. Yeah. But do they get? That's the. There's a choice. It's Cheez-Its, blue chips, you or maybe still... some sort of cookie. Here's the thing about JetBlue, Jordan. Mm-hmm. You can take whatever you want and as many of them as you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll. They won't even like you think your your seatmates might give you the look. 
you will deserve the look. But if you want to take a couple of those nut-free chocolate chip cookies, you want to take some blue ch- blue chips, you want oh, to take some cheese. Is there a basket? Is it a oh, basket? There's a whole basket. And you can take anything out of there you want. And as then much you can as walk you back and get it too. They and used to say they used to say take anything you want. They don't say it anymore, but they still totally one hundred percent let you. I and, think that would make me feel too powerful, and I don't like the thought. It's of an that. incredible feeling. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I like to feel insignificant. It's what I think about if I'm having a, a hard time engaging in Congress. <laughs> Oh sure! You I think, think about, about how powerful grabbing handfuls of snacks. I can pick any right. snacks. Sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, today oh. on Delta, there were peppermint bark Oreo cookies. Wow, wow that sounds nice. great. That's right. That's the correct response. This silence is not acceptable over <laughs> here from Lori. Lori, you weren't excited enough about the peppermint bark Oreos. I brought them back to her from first class from Boston just two weeks ago. What? What? See now it's starting. Now it's starting to sound mean. <laughs> it, well, it was mean. We I, were both on the same flight from uh, Boston to LAX, and mm-hmm. she got bumped up to first class. Wow. And so she was. First of all, she boarded uh, an hour before <laughs> sure. I did, and brought all of her carry-ons, and they threw them all over the place. The, day, the night before, you can board the plane the night before and <laughs> yes. sleep on. Actually, it. Yeah. you're carried there on the backs of elephants. Right. They served a breakfast. <laughs> Beautiful elephants. And then she like was. She just there was yeah. a guard, and she I tried. Couldn't... I tried to peek in and take your picture, and a guy, a, a, a flight attendant, stood in my way. Nope, and wouldn't yeah. even let me take your picture, even though I knew you, which you denied <laughs> to also to the pilot. I am being vilified any number of ways. <laughs> well, I don't think there is another situation in which it's possible to interpret the act of bringing someone cookies as cruelty or mockery. Yeah. Other than this, in which case, I I would consider that interpretation. Perfectly reasonable. Thank you. Well, I seem to be. Uh, 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 I, I, all I'm saying is uh, you didn't want free cookies. That's what I'm hearing. I didn't want them. Now I ate them. Yeah. <laughs> that totally I didn't did. like them. And, uh, <laughs> and and who was the one who told you to make sure to get an exit row? That was me. Because you, you, were, you were trapped on your half-rate JetBlue business that got canceled across the board. And then you go to a real airline like Delta. And then you get to fly home. How long is this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's been over for 10 minutes. (laughs) What's this one run? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, what does this run? I think we might have accidentally canceled Max Fun's newest show. (laughs) The Jackie and Lori show. I thought Amy Mann was the newest show. Don't cancel that. Amy Mann and Ted Leo, Teddy Mm. Rockstar. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, Where were you flying? uh, Where were you flying from? Today? Yes. Denver. Okay. Oh, right. Right. I was at Denver. I was in the comedy works at Denver. And to uh, hear about their famous white flight. To hear. Well, it was interesting. I was in their southern uh, club in the the south side of of town. It's Mm -hmm. over by Richie Rich and his pickup trucks. And um, who's that? Wait. Yeah. I I don't know who that is. I also didn't understand that. No, it's just there's a. Richie Rich is a comic strip character from the 1930s. Oh, really? Yeah, and he had a a white pickup truck in my mind. Anyway, but everyone drove drive Subarus, and in in they were the nicest people in the world. But genuinely, there were probably 2,400 people that I performed for this week, and a dozen of them were any sort of thing that wasn't super white. Well, it's it's a city, Hmm. and more broadly, a state. 
of craft brewers. <laughs> sure. They were the they were the nicest people in the world, and I of course felt comfortable because I don't know if you can tell from my voice, but this is a middle aged white lady. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Portland is sort of like that where it's very progressive, and I think Denver is as well. True, but. Uh, there's hardly any non-white people there. Right. So it's like white people who are advocating for people they've never met. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. They're excited yeah. about diversity in theory. Yeah, but they won't move sure. to it. Oh, but there's that, there's, that one, there's that one Airstream trailer that has Thai food that everyone is very excited about. Yeah. Very excited. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nice Nordstrom downtown. Oh, yeah, in Portland? Nice. Yeah, yes. Nice Nordstrom. That's, that's lovely. Uh, Jackie, what's the weirdest dorkdom you've ever had on Dork Forest? If uh, it, it, maybe it is the maritime enthusiast who went all there's in after so Pirates ma- there's of the so Caribbean. many that are nuts. There was uh, the woman who loved Ween, the band Ween. Oh, that's the only thing I've seen at the Greek Theater in Berkeley. You saw hmm. the band Ween? Yeah. I had never heard of the band. I just like to say the word Ween. Boy, it's Wait. fun to say Ween. Quick question: Has anybody ever done the electro rap group Houdini? Because that's the only thing I've ever seen at the Greek Theater. In <laughs> oh my God! This is fun. Uh, Lorraine Newman did electric dance music. Uh, that was kind of weird because wow. mm-hmm. you wouldn't have thought she liked EDM, but she was talking about how great it is to be uh, at her age. She said, "There's always a nice young man who gets her a chair." And uh, <laughs> when she goes to a rave, when she goes to a rave, wow. and she goes and she goes every year. She goes to Coachella. Really? She goes. Yeah, she goes to some EDM thing every year. Wow. The music ones are kind of the most interesting ones because I don't know anything about uh, music. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Marcella Arguello yeah. was on talking about Kanye West, mm-hmm. and I was like, "So who is he again?" <laughs> and, uh, Does he have some sort of online presence? <laughs> and this was six months ago, so it was before he went completely bananas, I guess. But um, I don't know anything about him. Anyway, he seems uh, like he's gone bananas. Yeah. But uh, the music ones are fascinating. The the ones about um, – there's there's a lot of board game ones. There's a lot of video game ones. There's a lot of uh, – I don't know. It could be anything. Like the two I just did were, were Star Trek ones, Battlestar Galactica, uh, the 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 uh, – uh, Bats, the the flappy kind. Yeah. <laughs> the animals, the animal bats. Okay. I did. Uh, Emma I'm Arnold. such a nerd for bats. It, nerd it for almost bats. sounds like a CBS show. B A T S. You yeah. know, capital <laughs> acronym. Right. It's right. for Bay Area. Theater it could be sports. bees. <laughs> oh, very nice. Wow. Can you do that with but any acronyms? <laughs> Only if there really is that. Oh, thing. Uh, okay. Yeah. That Dang it. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's a great improv right. skill. The CBS show Bats. You've never met anyone who's watched. It, but every week, five million people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Tom Selleck is in it, maybe? Yeah. Oh, that's what he's doing. That's what Good he's for him. doing. It's like Jag. Remember Jag was on for a thousand years? And is it, like, isn't I it didn't... still on? No, NCIS is on. Okay. <laughs> it's the is same it thing. NCIS but... a spinoff of Jag? It is, actually. Oh, my God. And then there are but three, three j- of them, right? Right. There's yeah. a, a couple other NCISs that came out of the original NCIS, which came out of Jag. And Suits is a spinoff of Jick, which is a spinoff <laughs> of Fort, which is a spinoff <laughs> of Tubed. Guys, what T-O-M-T. would it be like? Hear me out. <laughs> okay. If we were capable of Wait, making... who are we? Bay Area Theater Sports? <laughs> <laughs> are we supposed Okay. Uh, what would it be like if we were capable of making entertainment that others enjoyed? 
Oh, like a large wow. groups of others. Who would that be? Like make yeah. like the kind right. of things that regular people like. You know, Tina Fey once said uh, she said that she was very psyched that people liked uh, Thirty Rock and that they, she was psyched that it was this indie hit. But she said genuinely, we were trying to make friends. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess probably what we are doing is closer to Brett Weinbach's video game music <laughs> podcast, honestly. Right. And you know, he... happy to be here. Happy to be here. Yeah. And, and probably... Goofing around for you 12 or 13 people. Right. I'm sure he's got, you know, a, a, a solid core of just giant fans that just follow him everywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is funny to think about 30 Rock being mainstream when, like, that last season had, like, Jenna marrying a sheep. <laughs> I, I love. They did a joke about Barham Road. And I'm like, whoa! Yeah. I love it. Thank, yes, thank you. But uh, I'm worried that uh, the rest of the country will get that one. <laughs> they will not. Yeah, I mean, I think that Thirty Rock did have some stuff, and I think that's what what when I talk to people who don't like Thirty Rock after I get done being a dick and yelling at them. Wow. Uh, you know, kind of what I hear is that, you know, people didn't like it because it seemed so inside baseball. It seemed like it was just show business people patting themselves on the back for. But people liked Arliss. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, sure. I demand names. <laughs> I don't know a who single liked person. Ar- show me. <laughs> Jose Canseco. Sure. <laughs> the man who played Arliss. <laughs> John Arliss. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll get you that on, on Monday in 1,200 word essay. Yeah. Uh, a... Robert Wool, the man who did play Arliss, yeah. uh, <laughs> was uh, tweeting that uh, uh, like two Arliss fans, like, thank you, we're back. And it wasn't because. Because they rebooted it just because they dumped them all on HBO Go. (laughs) (laughs) I watched, I'm going to say, Bull Durham not that long ago. I think it was a baseball movie. I think it was Bull Durham. Mm -hmm. And Robert Wool, a.k.a. Arliss, was Mm -hmm. in it. Yeah. And he was great in it. And I was like, I could see the magic that led them to create Arliss. (laughs) Sure, yeah. Like a whole show about this. Yeah. (laughs) I I always felt Arliss came out of that Jay Moore Show Me the Money movie. Oh, oh I think it was agent, before. Right? I think it was before that movie. Oh, was it? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Jerry I think Maguire? it came out of Jerry Maguire. You think that's a I regard that as a Jay Moore vehicle. I completely regard that as a Jay Moore vehicle. You don't think that that changed his life? Who else was life? in that? You know that little kid, Jonathan? <laughs> oh, guy, yeah, it's right. It's a Jonathan vehicle. Jonathan, it's a Jonathan Nicky <laughs> slash Jay Moore yeah. vehicle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that actually came out with the credit, a Jay Moore joint. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Spike Lee was okay with it. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm going to say that it changed Jay Moore's life. It probably so, did. And, uh, so that's why I didn't. I didn't. Um, it was Squinty Magoo was in that one. McClint- mm. uh, uh, oh, the one who plays Ellen uh, Barkin, but younger. Y- yes. Uh, oh, my God. I can't believe it. She was in the Texas movie, and then she Renee played Zellweger. That's it, Zellweger. Bridget. Yeah, diaries. I was oh, really a, yeah. enjoying the like you guys talking it through like you were on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> and it started, of course, with Squinty Magoo, which was <laughs> the best clue of them all. Sure. How many Squinty Magoo lady uh, actresses are there? There's just Ellen Barkin and uh, Zellweger. Sure. They're yeah. the squintiest. <laughs> they are the squintiest of all the squints. <laughs> okay, we got to take a break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Cow. La, 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 la. La 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 la
It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. We have supporters on this program, Jordan. Of sure course, do. there are the thousands of MaximumFun.org members who go to MaximumFun.org slash donate and support the show with a few bucks every month. And maybe they support the Jackie and Lori show, too, at MaximumFun.org slash donate. I'd do that if I were them. No. <laughs> but you're you, so you have it. <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm me. <laughs> Shit. Fuck, I'm me. Oh, they won't let me have credit cards. <laughs> what are you, a woman in 1972? <laughs> yeah. Well, by the way, MaximumFun.org slash donate, we do accept Diners Club. Mm. <laughs> um, we're also supported this week by our friends at The Crute. Now, Jordan, <laughs> let me tell you something about ZipRecruiter. Yes. I don't know if you know this about me. Mm-hmm. I'm a small businessman. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I, I more specifically, I'm a large small businessman. Mm-hmm. I'm my business is small, but you're... I go about two fifteen these days. I'm, I've gained a little weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, buck and a quarter. Yeah, and I'm already. I was two two bucks six, and two three, bucks and a quarter. Deuce and a quarter. Six three, almost six four. I'm a I'm a I'm a hefty guy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be frank with you, Jordan. I'm a hefty guy. What were we talking about? <laughs> talking about the Crute baby. <laughs> Crute baby. Zip Recruiter. Anyway, they have not asked us to shorten their name. We're <laughs> doing it. As, as, as you know, I'm a small business person. And one of the hardest things about uh, running a small business is hiring. Because you might end up with a dodo. Man. You know what I'm talking about? And then you can't fire him because they're endangered. I know. <laughs> Plus, people get attached to his loud laughs. Right. Oh, <laughs> I think we're talking about different things. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about an endangered bird. You're talking about Brian. <laughs> anyway, but if you need to hire somebody, uh, ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. They send your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. Their powerful matching technology. They scan thousands of resumes to find the people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. It's you know so how effective. I imagine it goes? There's a robot at okay. ZipRecruiter, mm-hmm. and he has that kind of blue laser eyes where there's like a line. Ooh, love that. Sort of like an early 1980s sort of uh, war games type computer display. I love it. Where it's constantly up, updating mm-hmm. up and down the screen, and he's and then and like it's highlights red. Uh, master's degree in oceanography. That's exactly how ZipRecruiter works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> oh no baseball caps, no jerseys, no sneakers. This is an exclusive web address. Mm. ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We're also brought to you this week by our friends at Green Chef. (laughs) Who can it, Green Chef? Their theme song that they have not asked us to write. What is, what is that? <laughs> it's the Men at Work classic. Who can it be now? Oh. Who can it, Green Chef? Oh my! God. Produce from a land down under. <laughs> That's the another Men at Work song. Okay. Do, are they still a sponsor after that? No, they pulled okay. out, and All actually, right. I owe them money. Now. <laughs> I have to cut, and I have to cut Men at Work a check too. Weirdly. Also, to be fair, I think mine is not a Men at Work song. I think it was just a radio jingle for Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> hey, 
You know what? <laughs> Green Chef is a USD certified organic company that includes everything you need to easily cook delicious meals that you can feel good about. They've got plans including paleo, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, Mediterranean, heart smart, lean and clean, keto or keto. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> well, it's, kind of, it's actually what's great about it mm-hmm. is uh, Kato Kaitlin designed the keto plan. Oh, boy. It's like GIF and JIF, guys. Yeah. yeah. Kato, keto, let's call the whole thing You're off. Eating they both have a lot of peanut butter. <laughs> Gluten-free and omnivore. Uh, hey, I uh, cooked with Green Chef this week, and I thought the food was very delicious. I'm glad. I would you... categorize it as very delicious. You can enjoy clean ingredients that you can trust, seasonally sourced for peak freshness. Let Green Chef do the meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week. For $50 off your first box of Green Chef, 50 bucks off, that's, that's a lot a of quite, bucks. That's quite a lot of bucks. <laughs> Greenchef.us. What is this, Milwaukee? That's a lot of bucks. Oh, boy. That's their basketball team? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Greenchef.us <laughs> slash JJGo. Greenchef.us slash JJGo. 50 bucks off your first Green Chef. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Jackie Cation. No, wait. <laughs> wait a minute. Yes, I am. Wait a minute. I'm Lori Kilmartin, uh, human fish. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is that something? <laughs> yes. You guys had boy detective and you, you had these things all, all locked and loaded. We had to come up with something on the fly. And well, I didn't. I just took your name. That's <laughs> entirely like, that's what you I like your nickname <laughs> being night. someone else's name. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Rosemary Clooney. Uh, <laughs> I'm Rose wow. Kennedy. Classic songstress, Rosemary sure. Clooney. My child was that. given a lobotomy by my husband. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dork forest that Lori Kilmartin did. I was what? just thinking about that today. I'm like, can you fucking imagine that she worked with Rosemary so hard just to acclimate her? She, may, Rosemary, may have been autistic. They don't. They can't really tell right now. But they they have all these theories. But she was she had a hard time fitting in, and Rose worked so hard with her, and then Joe. Around Rose's back, got Rosemary a lobotomy, and then she was just a vegetable practically after that. <gasps> well, that's just In like fifties, oh, right? Sorry, it didn't work. Yeah, 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 yeah. It seems like they were pretty loosey goose with those lobotomies back then. They'll just Horrible. like subscribe one Horrible. if you were like yeah. trouble, kind of sweaty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you were trouble. <laughs> They'd lift your arm, take a whiff. Yeah, let's put a hole yeah. in that brain. If, if you weren't a good child like Ted, <laughs> like your son Ted, right. <laughs> lets people drown. I don't know. Sorry, I went off. <laughs> no. I, I was definitely the Lori Kilmartin dork. Thinking of Rose Kennedy today, yeah. and then you bringing up the dork brought it all back to me. My new nickname is going to be Neil Pert. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you're well-respected among middle-aged and older men? Uh-huh. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, it's not after your favorite shampoo? <laughs> it is now. My new nickname is Neil Pert Plus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, always up in it. I'm Johnny Suave. <laughs> I, I'm LA Lux. Well, yeah, I'm Johnny Right Aid compared to Suave, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a good year. Been a bad year. Oh, something momentous 
happens to you, like you finally nail that L.A. look, mm-hmm. give us a call, 206-984-4FUN, or hit us with a voice memo at jjgo at org for our beloved segment, Momentous Occasions. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, guest. <laughs> um, I have a momentous occasion. So the other day I was decluttering, and I threw out, like, this old box that had a bunch of yarn in it. And when the trash man came... I went out to go pull the trash cans back in, and there was this string of teal-colored yarn that just went off way down the street. And apparently, like, one end of the yarn had caught on the trash can, and then as the garbage truck drove away, it just kind of, like, unfolded and, like, followed the garbage truck, and it went all the way down the street to the corner, and then it made a right, and then kept following it and it went like two thirds of the way down the next block until like it finally stopped. And I stood there staring at it like this is not this is not my screw up, but like if it wasn't my responsibility, whose responsibility was it? So be a stand-up I had to citizen. pick up the yarn and uh spool it up and collect it for the whole like block and a half all the way back to my house. Anyway, thanks, guys. And that man's name was Hansel and Gretel. Our, uh, I think all of our calls this week, uh, we have some, kind of a theme, maybe we didn't mention at the top, it's people who are having their minds blown while they're on shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that was very Billy Family Circus kind of situation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really yeah. Or like Labyrinth with the Minotaur. It's sure. like, I'm just going to try to find my way to the garbage truck. To... I thought she had left something in the box. She also seemed trapped halfway between in a kind of liminal place between the purest joy and the purest sadness. <laughs> <laughs> right, like she, like someone had told her that she should declutter yeah. and yarn had to go. Yeah. And you're like, you could donate yarn. You don't have to throw yarn out. Somebody sure. wants Give yarn. Give it to a bored cat. It's like she was fishing and <laughs> she found the same she, – she caught the same fish that she had once caught with her father who's gone now or something. <laughs> I have and to she say, recognized it. I started daydreaming during that. Story. Did you weed off? Did you weed off a little I bit? I did. Yeah. What are you daydreaming about? What are I you going to have for ag- lunch tomorrow? Again, about Rose Kennedy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. all so of my daydreams are future meals. <laughs> I, I'm uh, other people's to... trauma that oh, okay. I have, that I have no relation to. When what do you guys like? What do you, you guys s- like to drift off about? Oh, uh, snow drifts. <laughs> okay, <Sure. laughs> pet monkeys. Oh man, that would be great. I would want a pet monkey, but except really for the fun. fact that they're they supposed rip to be, off your face in general. Yeah, so right, right. They're age. supposed to be mean, and I don't really. When they make the turn, oh, it's, and I'm on the road too much well, to have a pet. She anyway. you, she used to have a dragon. Well, the iguana with Tiberius right. Dracus, <laughs> uh, named after Tiberius Gracchus, who was a Roman emperor. <laughs> anyway, Jackie, you they knew that to be more. They knew that Dracula y. <laughs> No, Dracus as in a dragon. It was more uh, because oh, he's a, he was an iguana. His name was a pun. And it was there was some wordplay. I didn't name him. My husband named him, and he had, loves wordplay. So it was three and a half foot long iguana, and uh, 23 years old, finally passed away. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. But he let, it seemed like he led a long life. He was lucky to have such a great owner. He was psyched. He on, was, uh, he was living the a good life. On the plus side, probably tough to build a deep emotional relationship with. You know, uh, 
I miss him more than I thought because he's a he was an iguana. I mean, you would. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're like tiny lizard. He wasn't that bright. He was. Uh, he would occasionally get a uh, male rage, and he'd be wandering. Mm, sure. I, I'd work in the garden. Sure, <laughs> mm, I, I know that. Did yeah. you let him out of the cage? Yeah, yeah, every day. Oh, and, uh, yeah, or every day. I would, you know. If 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 we could, and uh, and like when I would garden, he would sometimes, if he was having a bad day, charge very very slowly <laughs> at you. And the thing about an iguana charging at you, they're not fast animals. I, well, even they don't I can have dodge horns or anything. Well, or teeth. He has a row of cartilage. Uh-huh. So what they do is they bite you, and then they turn their head really fast, and then they rip a giant. Uh, they they can they. That because, doesn't sound fun. No, no, that's how they eat. Because he's vegetarian, right? Sure. They mostly eat a calcium-rich diet of leafy greens and uh-huh. some uh, uh, bananas and mangoes. Anyway, so um, he, oh, everybody loves mangoes. I, I not me, but I like a banana. Atahualpa mangoes. As many that's people as watched Arliss. Yeah, <laughs> Jeremy it's Piven more like and his a mom. Dream on level. Mm, <laughs> sure. And anyway, so he was uh, he was a delight, but he wasn't very bright. So when he would charge at me, uh, I remember at the I would just put the shovel in front of my foot, and literally he would get to the shovel and go, well, thank God she's gone. (laughs) I did it. (laughs) I've secured my territory. (laughs) Time to eat a grape. Let's let's take another call. But he did like grapes. I just love love grapes. Jesse Guest. Uh, This is Dave, normally from Indiana, but today I'm from just watched an avalanche fall into a lake at the top of the mountain. beautiful place on earth. Wish you were here. I'll throw some pictures on Reddit when I get home. Love you. Bye-bye. Love again, you too, Dave. Again, everybody this week is having their mind blown while on mushrooms. <laughs> I can't just wanted to remind would, you of my theme. He would risk Mushroom. triggering another avalanche by calling you guys. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. he knows what's important. It was windy. <laughs> it was. Everyone knows that, though. It's an example of someone with their priorities in the right place. Sorry, small village. <laughs> I had to call a podcast. Oh, I had to entertain on, I have to, I have to call 911 next. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have two calls to make. Um, yeah, that uh, uh, sounds, sounds, like, sounds like quite an adventure. I didn't know we had so many adventurers in the audience. Well, I don't think we do. I think it's just, just the one, one guy. The yeah. one guy. So far, there's just that guy. Yeah. <laughs> the other lady was following yarn, remember? That's true. Yeah, yeah it's and, a kind of adventure. I'm, I'm not saying she wasn't, she wasn't willing to, I mean, she was out there, obviously. That's so. true. Yeah, or, I mean, this guy, again, this guy could have just been doing shrooms and watching Planet Earth on BBC America. <laughs> Which sound too bad. Or one of those northern set Werner Herzog movies. Sure, yeah. You know, where the snow's always going to kill everyone. The, all, all, all great for went on shrooms. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a nice example of the, of the age-old struggle. I don't know if you've read The Hero with a Thousand Faces, Jordan. <laughs> no. Or watched, the, <laughs> or watched the Bill Moyers specials on PBS, but... <laughs> This is just another example of man's struggle against nature. It's a man facing down an avalanche Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and dominating it by taking out his cell phone and calling 206-984 for fun. I I wonder how how big that avalanche was. Like, Uh you know, we think of something coming down from the Alps, but it could have just been snow falling off a roof. That's true. I I wonder what kind of phone he had. 
Was it a seven? Well, mm-hmm. What are we looking at? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. another good question. Maybe sure. satellite, so that's a satellite question. phone. Sure, maybe he had, maybe he had a two-hander. Like oh the yeah, the old days, and then a pack where he had to crank oh, it. Oh, crank sure. it like a World War II movie, right? Like he was radar in, in the TV show Mash. Yeah, sure. I have other references from the seventies. Come on along. <laughs> like what, for let's, instance? Let's talk BJ and the Bear. Anybody want to oh talk God. about Barney Miller? Anyone? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Um, I think that uh, it's almost certain that he at least had one of those ones that looks kind of like a small suitcase. Oh, oh, the oh, yeah. You know Maybe. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Shoulder, like an attache shoulder strap. One. Shoulder strap. Um, Jackie, did you get your iguana when it was a baby? Andy got the iguana when it was a baby because he worked at Sony PlayStation, mm-hmm. and um, so it's Dex Gax. So uh, Gygax. I know what you're talking Gary about. Gary Gygax. You're talking about Gax, the video game character voiced by Dana Gould. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about Gary Gygax, the guy who created Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Either way. Uh, Lori has Either way, Lori's upset. No, I, you guys know each other too well, and you need to be separated. Sure. Yeah, by a shovel. Somebody needs to put a shovel down between us. Like, oh, good, he's gone. Time to eat a grape. And then I will. So somebody had, in his office, uh, Impulse bought three baby iguanas. And <laughs> Impulse bought, like they were at the three. Rite Aid at the counter? Yeah, or some damn thing. I don't I don't know how we got three. What kind and of office was They were this? puppies. It was, uh, they were essentially iguana puppies. And uh, it was, it was just, you know, he's a Pool game designer. Repairs. Well, he's just a game designer. So, and, and so one of the other nerds bought uh, three iguanas and then was like, wait, they grow to be three and a half feet long. Does anybody want an iguana? So he took an iguana. Another guy took an iguana. The original guy kept an iguana. And those two guys killed their iguanas in the first year. And how? Uh, because iguanas are actually fiddly. No, oh. though uh, the guy. <laughs> <For> food. <laughs> they are supposed to be. Oh very man, tasty. I can't make it to the market. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna kill and eat this iguana. <laughs> they, uh, you know, they do in Costa Rica. They Ooh. eat iguana, and um, yeah, the guy that cuts our lawn was like, "Those are good eating," and I said, "Please, uh, <laughs> do not kill Tiberius." <laughs> <laughs> but after he died. Uh, nobody wants old iguana. That would be weird. A maybe, year old iguana. maybe your gardener knows how to cook it. It's too stringy. It's, it's not stringy at that point. Like a fresh young iguana. You want a young iguana if you're going to be eating iguana. <laughs> a Kobe meat. iguana. Size. The Kobe iguana. <laughs> Give them milk every night. Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> veal, veal prepared iguana. Yes. <laughs> uh, in Cambodia, they had uh, silkworm larvae. And snake and rats, but the whole rat. I mean, if they had made a rat taco, I would have eaten a rat taco. Mm-hmm. You're not crazy. <laughs> Look at this eyeball. <laughs> She's not unreasonable, but Lori. I, but I don't want to oh eat. Oh, my God. But it was a rat on a stick, like eyeballs and tail. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> I was oh like, I'm not gosh. eating that. I don't want. This makes me only want to visit France. <laughs> <laughs> I just want croissants for breakfast for the rest of my life. Right. It wasn't breakfast food. The breakfast food was clearly soup. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Soup breakfast from a plastic soup. bag yeah. they hand you. Come on. Get your head on straight. <laughs> uh, Lori Pets. Um, that sounds like that's my name, no. <laughs> Lori Pets. Yeah. Uh, no, but um, I'm in a situation where the lady, my babysitter, mm-hmm. who's been with us for seven years, is leaving, and she was allergic to cats, so that's why I never got a cat. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Cats. now we can cat get time. a cat. Nice, because my kid wants a dog. Okay. And... <laughs> 
I think the cat's the best I can do. You want to teach him that relationships are relatively unrewarding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just don't see him walking a dog, even though he swears he would. Because I can't, I have to, like, I have to... I have to drag him and poke him in the morning to just get out of bed for no, school. No, te- that is a lie teens have been telling for that they'll walk the dog centuries. Right. That if we get a dog, I'll walk it. Right. That has never been true. Right. And I'm also trying to get an animal that my mother can trip over and finally have a head injury that will yeah. kill her. And a dog is so obvious. But you know, I think a cat can do the same thing without my age. The other son thing that could happen would be your mom would become more human. Maybe the cat will make her more human. Mm. That's possible. Unlikely. You're right. But I'm saying <laughs> is it could happen. Gloria, have you thought about a pet banana peel? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good idea. Throwing that's it three points. It's always points. funny three when it happens points. to somebody else. Sure, yeah. <laughs> a single roller skate that just lives on a stair. <laughs> Stairs. <Yeah>. A second story. <laughs> that's the Los Angeles dream. Get that second story. Yes. Yeah. That'll do it. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Greetings. I am Plek Dex Setter, contacting you from the Zick Squadron, which is frankly uh, sort of crappy, but I'm, I'm here on a heroic mission with my trusty crew, C53. <laughs> heroic feels like an exaggeration. Okay, part. sure. And, and uh, Security Officer Dar. Plek, don't put me in your stupid recording. Well, and, and we're all traveling aboard our trusty starship, the Bargerian Jade. Bargy. What? Sorry. I'm awake. I'm awake. I was, it's fine. I was just flying while asleep. Hey there, this is Alden Ford. I play Plek, and we are so excited to announce that our podcast, Mission to Zix, is now part of the Maximum Fun Network. Our third season launches on Max Fun on March 20th. Binge seasons one and two right now. That's Mission to Zix, Z-Y-X-X. Hello, I'm Oliver Wong, scholar, journalist, and DJ. And I'm Morgan Rhodes. I'm a music supervisor. We host Heat Rocks, a podcast where we invite our favorite musicians, writers, and scholars to talk about the albums that have changed their lives. Join us as we discover forgotten classics. I think that Boots Riley is one of, if not the most underrated MCs in the history of hip-hop. Reminisce about our faves. I was always feeling like a little bit of a tourist when I would listen to like Big Daddy Kane. And suddenly when De La Soul came out, it was like, hey, you can dance and be goofy and have fun and love hip-hop and you don't have to pretend to be anybody but yourself. And of course, talk nonstop about his purple majesty, Prince. Having your idol listen to your music, it's life-changing. It's the thing you want from your parents, so to speak, or that you didn't have. Heat Rocks, every Thursday here on Maximum Fun. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Mm. Oh, Lori Kilmartin. Anything? Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Tired. Yeah, enough. Tired. <laughs> you know what? I feel the same way. <laughs> Lori Kilmartin, tie tie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm Jackie Cation. Uh, I'm alive uh, with the power of uh, uh, something.
There you go. Cool. Yeah. Power of oh. now. The power of now, you guys. Oh, wow. What? I, I never read that book. Was that Anthony Robbins? Could have been. No, or was that a Eckhart preacher? Eckhart Tolle? Yes. Oh, that guy. Is I think that I that? listened to Is it. Is that a candy bar? Eckhart Tolle? Yeah. I, I want that to be a candy Swiss bar. That's a Swiss candy bar. Right. You get them out of the mini bar, and they're always super expensive. Wait, you never know how much they're going to cost. dollars for Eckhart Tolle? Hazel nuts. Hazel nuts. Hazel nuts and I, I got into the to the Anthony Robbins for a little while. I really? got sucked into that. I did got get, I got the cassette tapes. Did it make you what do they what does he say on them? Just a lot of I, nothing I remember now. It's a lot of horse shit and a lot of <laughs> stories about his own weight loss. It's, it's I love it when people do one thing and then they think, "Oh, I found the secret that will work for everybody else." And then they make a an empire out but of I it. But I mean, he has a astonishing certitude about I'm, yeah, I've only ever seen him in you know TV clips or whatever. But I'm always just like, if I believed in literally anything as much as that guy believes in like what he chose out of a snack vending machine, yeah, then I would be the king of America. He there, he, he produced a documentary about himself, <laughs> which <laughs> I think you know it's quite flattering. Sure, and there's this amazing moment where he goes into the crowd and has like uh, real moments with them, and his wife third wife I think um, <laughs> works uh, the soundboard behind him like at the in these giant venues where that people have paid thousands of dollars to spend the weekend with them and somebody will tell him an emotional story of how he helped them and she starts playing music in the background that starts to sweep up as the person gets to the crescendo of their story it's so manipulative yeah and and fascinating. think that people would doubt his authenticity if that was no nope, they he love makes it. Music on board. Happen. okay well, what, how do, what, how did like, it I'm the only you? one hearing this. <laughs> How did it affect you? I mean, you described you described it really working on you. No, I I, I bought into the commercial and okay. and I hoped that um, it would change your life. But the yes. cassettes never. But the cassettes never had. No, it's no, no, they didn't. I mean, I have a mega memory, so. That worked for me. Uh, what? You know, you yeah. remember Mega Memory? No, uh-uh. I know. Cassettes you could buy on television. Oh my god! Your memory? Ooh. I thought yeah. you just launched into Ooh. this horrible brag. I'm like, no. well, congratulations. Oh. Uh, well, I have 2020 vision. Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh. I have really good hearing. You guys. <laughs> really cool. I have a good sense of sarcasm. <laughs> Jackie, I think it's cool. <laughs> It's uh, what about Kyle? I'm sorry, what was that? (laughs) Jackie, Jesse's hearing is terrible. (laughs) Just don't mention it. Is there a babbling brook in our studio? (laughs) Gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. (laughs) Doctor accidentally called me. He has two days to live. People, it gets people get it gets mixed up because our names both start with J. So the doctor called me, and he's going to die in two days. So uh, thanks, a, guys. That so. riff went dark. <laughs> yeah. It Real went fast. super dark. It's almost a Rose Kennedy dark. Yeah. What just happened? Mega mm-hmm. Memory mm-hmm. was who? Kevin Trudeau. Okay. Kevin Trudeau's Mega Memory. I think he I think also I remember. Did he, he write Bloomsbury? No. Yes. No. Gary. Gary. <laughs> I know. He did. I That's know. why that the one whole, I know. He's the also the time. Prime Minister of Canada. <laughs> the whole uh, oh, time yeah, I sure. was yeah. listening to Mega Memory, I was thinking, I know this is supposed to be funny, but I don't <laughs> understand what about it. George W. Bush is a hat, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why is this asterisk talking? <laughs> Do you know he's married to Jane Pauly? 
Gary Trudeau? Yeah. That's fun. The former uh, host of the Today Show before yeah. Katie Couric ousted her. I bet they're a fun couple. Uh, yeah, maybe. They might be. I'd like to go over there for a drink. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Get over there. It's, it's just a hat. It's just, it's, he's, a, he's a hat. It's Jane Polly in a hat. Yeah. That was so long ago. Remember what, that was a scandal and then Deborah Nor Nor something. Remember? It's like she felt she came in. She ousted Jane oh, the, Polly. Is this the other thing that is going on inside your head besides the Kennedys? There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a parade of younger and younger blonde women who get to then be talking heads on television. Yeah, and yeah. then and now Katie Quirk's like seventy. Right. <laughs> She's like, how long have I, how long have we been alive, Jackie? <laughs> <laughs> Low these many years. I watched the Today Show recently while waiting for my tires to be changed, and I had not seen it in quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And I had just forgotten how – what a fucking tsunami morning television is. Like there is no – you just get locked in and you're like, oh, they're talking about a new thing. Like, yeah. Wake up. Wake up. We're going to make something in, on, a, on an electric stove. Sure, yeah. Get over here. Now we're going to go look at a map sure. with wind. Sanctions against North Korea and now a baby fashion show. <laughs> like, what? How do yes. I? Oh, and it's the great. same anchor. Yeah, I know. Doing the same How thing. How do they switch it, like that? It does wake you up, though. It really does. If you're, you know, if you're looking for a nice, relaxing, informative morning show, might I suggest CBS This Morning. Is that oh. with Robin? Is it Mellow? Is it Robin? It is. Yeah. Uh, no, let's see. The hosts are Gail King. Okay. And uh, Nora O'Donnell. Uh-huh. And John Dickerson. And they added a fourth recently. I don't know her name, but she's been doing some great work. Gail King, famous tennis player. Really? Really? Nope. No. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> the famous tennis player? I believe name? it. She's in great shape. Is she? she mm-hmm. Sit-ups? Gail King. I don't know All what right. she does. What I mean, I was, I mean, I assumed about four seconds ago, I assumed because she was used to be a famous tennis player and maybe oh, still, yeah. you know, gets out there occasionally. Kudos to her for really, I mean, she was sort of just Oprah's friend. That's what I was about to say. Is that Oprah's friend? Yeah. You know, I, she, what show does Stedman I mean, she host? also <laughs> had her own, she was also a broadcaster, a news person, yes. and, and she was Oprah's friend, and she didn't get bogged down in being Oprah's friend. She right. sort of... Of, uh, made pa- yeah, or she parlayed it into something. Else. I I, I have liked I have liked CBS this morning for uh, for a few years now, and would you know jokingly refer to as like, oh, I watched that show with Oprah's friend, and I started to feel so bad about it because she's great on it. Yeah. Oh, really? And like to to just give her that that goofy moniker, I was yeah. feeling bad about. So I try and let people know that I think Gail King is great on CBS this morning. Well, I think and that that's been just, revealed. Just. I- you know, that's cool. that's not- so nice of you, Jesse's friend. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I'm uh, Jordan Stedman. Um, I do have a quick update. I googled it, and uh, Stedman is hosting the syndicated Let's Make a Deal, mm, sure. <laughs> making more money than Oprah and Gail yeah, combined. Probably, yeah. You got to get one of those rolling in. Do you? Do either of you two? I know that you both. Uh, you both are working stand-up comics who are often on the road. Are either of you guys uh, going to be traveling this great nation, plying your trade anytime soon? At all times, we're doing. It's Queens, right? We're doing. That's this week. Will this go out now? Yeah. Before the because yeah, Valentine's we'll be at Day in Astoria. Yeah, because Valentine's Day, I'm in Milwaukee. Uh, with Carmen Morales, and then uh, the next night I'm doing sets around New York City, and then Saturday, QED in uh, a story on the Astoria. 16th, and then I'm going to be at um, is it Laughs in Seattle? 
Yeah. Uh, you doing on, laughs? Yeah, March 22nd and 23rd. Is Jackie your booking agent? <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, like, these guys want to book you. And I for, and literally, uh, I've been fielding all weekend. I was at Denver <laughs> Comedy Works and they're like, D- why isn't Lori Kilmartin ever here? And I was like, uh, you realize we're not, I'm not her mother. I'm not her wife. I'm not her agent. Jordan and I have this Jackie. problem. Right, right. I, we relate to this a thousand percent. I, I will, I, I, I hope people get in touch with the back <laughs> Right. And, uh, but it's, um, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's great. They want you in Denver. Yeah. And 22, they, 23. And, uh, but yeah, so I'm going to be in Milwaukee and then New York and then the Hamptons. I'm doing some PAC in West Hampton. Wow. Uh, the last time I did the Hamptons, nice. I tried to do a joke about the Hampton Inn uh-huh. that I was staying at, and they mm. didn't know what that was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no reason to. Luckily, Stumptious. I'm staying at a double tree now. Oh, okay. So. It's like, ooh, my 7-Eleven chunk isn't going to go great. <laughs> Our producer is Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. You can find us on Twitter at Jesse Thorne and at Jordan underscore Morris. Uh, Lori and Jackie are both on Twitter. Jackie, you're at Jackie Cation, right? I am at Jackie Cation. Lori, you're not at Lori Kilmartin, though, are you? I'm not. Somebody took it after I took I I'm you know any Lori sixteen. That, that bitch Lori Kilmartin. <laughs> Other Lori Kilmartin. The any one who's Lori, always taking. There Twitter are handles. a couple of us. Yeah. Any Lori sixteen. That's what you're at. Yes. Any Lori sixteen. Uh, these are two are two of the most delightful tweeters. You will hardly find a more delightful Twitter feed to follow. Mm. Uh, and it's a great way to uh, see when they're going to be in your town so you can see their hilarious stand-up comedy. Of course, it doesn't matter where you live. Mm-hmm. And no matter literally anywhere. Right now in Antarctica, you can listen to the Jackie and Lori show. Sure. Yeah, we're excited to be on Max Fun. The newest yeah, show in the Maximum Fun Empire. Sorry, Mission to Zix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just pushed you back in time for my friends Jackie and Lori. Yay. Uh, you can hashtag at JJGo on Twitter. Um, I, I have to say, Jordan, mm-hmm. I expected more prank bear art. Yeah. And I'm still open to it. I yeah. just want to say, we you did can... get a one nice prank bear meme where he's saying, see this spring assholes or something like that. Sure, yeah. Keep it, yeah. You guys did a bad job last week with the prank bear memes, but you can make up for it this week. Yeah. And then maybe you'll get dessert. <laughs> I distribute our listeners' dessert for them. <laughs> you can also like us on Facebook and join the Home Maximum Run Fun. Pies next week. Home Run Face- Pies. Ooh, can I have cherry? No, custard only. <laughs> oh. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.